1: seven volume four of the fantasy formula your one-stop shop for all your fantasy football and las vegas handicapping needs week two in the books let's see how our dynamic duo of hank eimer and chad heist perform this week hank how'd it look
0: well you know when you don't get those performances from vital players on your lineup it makes for a long day long day and so uh i uh I did not start off strong with Bree, Breeze coming in with thirteen points.
1: What a disappointment! That you thought the New York Giants for the New, versus the New Orleans Saints, Saints would be a shootout, right? They didn't score in the first half. No, it's terrible.
0: Yeah, and then Antonio Brown. When I turned on that game, I you know I was going back and forth between the Panthers game, right. and I when I hit the Steeler game, and you see it just dumping, <laughs> I was like, "Crap!" It's gonna be a tough day. It's today. gonna be a tough day, but. Uh, So I ended up losing, scoring over 100, but couldn't pull out the victory.
1: So one and one for you so far in the year. Okay, on my end, squeaked out one win, 113 to 109 in one (sighs) league, but then really got shellacked in the other two. It's so crazy, this fantasy football. So last week, one of my teams put up 180. This week, going into Monday Night Football, they had 55. (laughs) From 180 to 55? That's gross. That is gross. Crazy, but it just shows you how fickle fantasy football it is. Yeah, so um, that's how our weekend went. I went one and two. You went one and one. We were four and zero last weekend. That's five, six. What six and three? That's we went six and three. Two weeks in. so Two weeks in. Not
0: not too bad. Hey, let's not let's not get crazy here. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. Before we dive into all this uh, wonderful football stuff, Hank, tell me a little bit about the weekend. Sounds like uh, you and your boy had that's a boys' weekend.
0: That's right. It was a boys' weekend. So. You know, Friday night we had a little football practice, so we hit that up. Saturday morning, we wanted to get to bed early, cause Saturday morning my little boy's kinda like into you know anything athletic he wants to do it. Mm. He wanted to tackle a five K. Wow. Now this would be a second one, right? Wow. How old is he? Seven. Seven. So one of his little boys that lives on the street said, I want to do it too. I said, Listen, Max, <laughs> yes. we run these things. We're not walking. This is if you come coming with us, and he was like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, okay, I'm doing it." <laughs> so we take Max with us. Yeah. We set off. Max did great. So we're running about. We're about two point two five of a mile. Harris was ready. He he wanted to go. He wanted to go a little bit faster. Right. So I said, "Hey, why don't you go ahead?" And he was like, "I can run on my own." Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So he finished the rest of the race. He finished uh, just at thirty minutes, so just under a ten minute pace. Had a flag football game. We played, played, uh, rode bikes, all that stuff. Best part is next morning before church, I wake up. He wakes up. He jumps out of bed. He goes, Oh, my legs are so sore. (laughs) Oh, man. He was sore, but we had a good, we had a good weekend, man. It was chock full,
1: man. How about you? You know, my weekend sounds very similar in the fact that instead of, you know, like Harris said, Oh, my legs are sore. On Sunday, I was like, oh, my liver is destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> I went on a three day weekend with some good friends. Uh, we went to Charleston, Isle of Palms. Oh. Yeah, with, you know, the, oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. some of the dudes that you know. And uh, so before we move on, let's talk about this trip was phenomenal. Okay. I'm talking about. You had a good group, the people. The crowd was just wonderful. And that's what I want to talk a little bit about is friendship. Hey, I love friendship. <sighs> I do too. And we're fortunate. We live in a real cool town that actually a lot of the people here have grown up with each other. So the friendships that have formed are pretty spectacular. Tight. To say the least. You know what I'm saying? Like these people that we are friends with, they would really do anything. We would all do anything for each other. And not just the guys, but for the kids, the wives, everybody. Parents, parents, it's very, very special. Very special. So I didn't, I guess maybe, it was alcohol-induced, maybe. but So there were beautiful moons out this weekend. I don't know if you, they were called all, Fall Moons, or they've got a name to them, but they were gorgeous. They were huge, especially where we were on the beach in Charleston. Right. We would look out. <clears throat> we had a little Widow's Watch or Widow's yep. Peak. Is that what it's called? Widow's Watch, yep. So we'd go up to the top, a couple of us, bring my music, of course, and they'd be playing like Marvin Gaye or something just wonderful. Romantic. Yes, very Romantic. <laughs> And then I would just look at the, the moon. I'd stare at it for, <laughs> for a few minutes, and I'd come back with some really deep thoughts that we, about how just fortunate we are to have friends like sure. we do. So, guys, you listeners of the Fantasy Formula, I want you all to cultivate these friendships. Go to call one of your buddies you ain't seen in a while and say, hey, man, I appreciate the time that we spend. It means something to me because this weekend, that's all I really did. I was just telling these guys and the gals that we were there with. I love y'all. Hey. This is this is drama free. We're eating, drinking, playing music, looking at the moon, moon, and we're doing <laughs> and we're doing it together. And nobody's complaining about it. Everybody, that's where they want to be. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, so yeah. they, It was very very special. So let me get my bell. I, hey,
0: very good points. I talk about yeah. that all the time. Is and and it means something too when you can get together with a group of people, and it's no work. Yes. yes. You know friendships that you work at. That's tiring. Yes,
1: you got time for that, they man. You got no time you for that. You want to be looking at the moon, moon instead of worrying about drama yeah. from relationships. So yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. I did get eaten eat about like 120 mosquitoes bit me <laughs> up, but I was <laughs> so On the happy. Do what? On the widow peak? No, no, no. I'm talking (laughs) about we had a... So our house was right across from the beach, and so there's this little stretch of about 60 yards that you had to cross this other dude's yard to get to the beach.
0: Mm -hmm. That's called trespassing. It probably
1: (laughs) is. But so I was carrying two coolers, and I had like a chair on my head, and so I could just feel like... (laughs) these little bites all over me. And so I got to the beach finally where the wind picked up and it would take the little skitas away. And I said, Jennifer, did something attack me? And she said, good Lord, Chaz, you have 45 (laughs) mosquito bites on your chest and your back. So anyway, and I didn't even care because that's how happy I was. I was at the beach with my buddies, so it worked out great. So anyway, two friends. All right, buddy, let's kick it off. We're ready for week three right ahead of us. So we've got some... Some very interesting breaking news, breaking news. We'll roll right into our injury report and waiver wire wonders. But before I do that, Hank, check out this breaking news that just flashed across the wire about 15 minutes ago. Danny Woodhead, unfortunately, we're going to talk about him in our injury report. He's out for the year with a torn ACL. I saw the play. He was carrying the rock, catching the ball. He was was doing everything for San Diego. Their
0: running game's good this year.
1: Melvin Gordon's looking fantastic. So – Dexter McCluster. Do you remember Dexter McCluster? He was an Atlanta Falcon, then he might have played at the Chiefs. He played at the Chiefs, yeah. They just signed him to take Woodhead's role. Okay, now, I mean, it's not huge news, but who knows? Because Woodhead was a very important part of that offense. Can Dexter McCluster fill the role? We'll see. He can fly. He can. So I'm saying maybe – This might be sneaky waiver wire wonder stuff. It probably won't happen this week. I mean, he's going to get in and got to get accustomed to the playbook. But maybe in a couple weeks, just keep your eye on Dexter McCluster. That's one bit of breaking news. The other bit of breaking news came across the wire about an hour ago, two bits of info from two coaches. Rex Ryan says they fired their offensive coordinator. I don't know if you know that this week. They fired him. They said enough of this ground and pound with Lashawn McCoy. To be quite honest, has LaShawn McCoy done anything? No. Not really, right? No. So they said, we want Sammy Watkins to be our number one player. Rex Ryan said, mark it down. Sammy Watkins will be our number one offensive threat. So you Sammy Watkins owners, I know it's been dismal to say the least. Maybe it'll be a little bit more positive here in the upcoming
0: weeks. You think that's a uh – The correct thing to do for Rex Ryan to come out and say, guess what? Probably not. Guess
1: what? We're (laughs) going to go to Sammy all day. I think what he's trying to do – I think Buffalo fans are pissed, dude. You know, they scored seven points in the first game. I don't – they didn't do – they played last week. Look, they played the Jets. They scored 31, but they lost at home. Yeah. I think he's just trying to appease them, saying, hey – we're going, to get, we're going to get our main guy, Sammy uh, Watkins, involved, and we're going to try to get you a win. We're going to do something different because so far it has not worked. No. Uh, the last thing that I saw across the wire this morning, Mike McCarthy, that's Green Bay Packers coach. Green Bay was supposed to be one of the best teams in the NFC this year, and so far they have not looked well. They lost last weekend to Minnesota. The coach says, Eddie Lacy, James Starks, get ready. We're going to give you we're going to give you the ball about 65% of the time. So instead of Aaron Rodgers throwing it to your Geordies, they're going to try to run the rock. Now, Eddie Lacy fans, that might sound great, but what he he said, not just Eddie Lacy, he said Eddie Lacy and James Starks. Right. So I know Eddie Lacy fans don't want to hear this, but it's probably not a 50-50 split, but it's going to be like maybe a 55-45 or 60-40 split.
0: Right, and when I saw that news about – McCarthy saying that yeah. it just goes to show how talented the coaches are in the NFL. Cause you know, that system has worked and worked and worked and they have the same personnel. Sure, You know, the Packers do. So
1: it's really th- the other teams are adapting exactly. to their playing style, watching film, checking out Aaron Rodgers' tendencies, their right. whole offensive and, and they've caught up.
0: Yeah. It really goes to show like, you know, you can't, you can't fool these pro athletes forever.
1: Exactly right. Hank, exactly right. So, Anyway, y'all check that out. Now, you heard it here from the Fantasy Formula, this breaking news. Let's drop some other injury report action on you. The big one, you guys saw it Sunday night. AP goes down. It's another knee. When I saw it, I was like, oh, because, you know, he's just coming off the ACL two years ago. Right. I was like, oh, don't let it be an ACL. Well, they announced it Monday. MRI, it was his meniscus. So there's two options. He can have surgery. There's two actually types of surgery, and I didn't really research both of them, or he can choose not to. The coach thought he might only be out a week. It's possible because mm-hmm. that dude is a beast. But I've torn my meniscus before, dude. I couldn't even get off the couch for a month. I mean, you can get up and go yeah. and walk. I don't see how you could play football on an NFL level. But that's me. He's a different type of athlete.
0: And you, you know, know that the difference too is is I tore my meniscus and had surgery in college too, and I had it like the same day like Charles Barkley had it, you yeah. know, mm. and he was playing like. Two weeks later, you got to understand <laughs> that they go into the facilities and they rehab That's true. eight hours a day. They have the best medical staff right. all over them and right. they get those players. Plus, you know, they they pumping them full of stuff to yeah. get them right. Sure. And uh, so if he can hold off on that surgery, he probably will come back and, yep. you know, muscle through it. Now, he's a pro athlete and he was doing something athletic to tear his meniscus. Mm hmm.
1: What were you doing? (laughs) What what happened to you? You consider dancing athletic? I mean, I consider dancing athletic. You have to be athletic. So when I've torn my ACL twice, but that was playing basketball, like the right knee and the left knee. But when I tore my meniscus, it was a completely different injury. (laughs) It was at the golf. Yeah, it was at the member guest golf tournament about six years ago. Whenever Usher's song, yeah, yeah, remember that song? When it first came out, we were all downstairs in Duffy's. Dancing and they cleared a little spot on the um, dance floor for me, and that song came on. And that's my eye. That used to be yeah, my jail, boy. <laughs> and some little lady spilled a little bit of wine sitting right in my spot. And so I go up to do this kind of slide, and it, I could did just you go down. I, did, I went like that, but it, everybody thought it was like I was trying to do that move purposely. So I went down, like, oh, and I got <laughs> back up slowly, and I kind of just went backwards off the floor like this. <laughs> and then I sat down, I said, Jennifer. I have just messed my knee up. We need to go. So that ended the damn party for we, me. But we anyway. need to
0: have a TV show because <laughs> you, this between the time that you've talked about the mosquitoes, yes. pop, pop, pop. I, if people need to see what you're doing in here in this dance move you just did, oh, we sure. may need to
1: work that in. Absolutely. If somebody wants to bring, uh, we can do. What's that? Oh, uh, that <laughs> app. Like, tell us what is it called? You know where we can just put our oh, camera yeah. on yeah. Yeah. telescope or tell us oh, periscope? periscope. Thank you. Periscope. That reminds me of a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> so, many, <laughs> many moons ago, when many new moons, many new moons ago, when, uh, the stock market, when you could go online and buy stocks and everybody thought they were a stock broker, right? You right. was when like E-Trade and all this Scott, Scott all came out. I worked with this gentleman and he, He just got his Scott account or whatever, and he was like, Man, I'm really killing it. I'm, you know, I'm buying stocks, I'm selling them, I'm making all kinds of money. And I was like, So give me a couple hints. What what are you, what are you buying? He said, The big one, it's Crisco. And I'm like, Crisco? He was talking about Cisco. (laughs) So anyway, I will never forget it. And Hootie Bowman, he was there when the guy was telling us to it, and me and him crack about that up about that all the time. So, Periscope, telescope, Crisco, Cisco, it's all the same stuff. All right, buddies, let's move on now to we here we go. Let's stay on the injury front. Isn't that great how we just can get off on a little tangent and just go a little spur there. Yeah, I love it. Um, other big, big injury news, Jay Cutler. This isn't big injury news, but I do want your opinion on this. He's out with the sprained thumb. You know Jay Cutler's history in the league. The media, people, maybe even his teammates, they think he's a quitter. Yeah. Did you see this game by chance last yeah. night? Okay. What did you did you what did you feel like like when you saw him walking into the locker room? Were you like, Man, I hope he's okay or Dude, he's quitting on his team. What did you see and feel?
0: I think I, I think he is. I think he is a bad uh, competitor. Yes, I think he is not a good competitor, and I think Great. that he. You can see it on the fi- on the field when he doesn't when he doesn't make a throw or when he doesn't do something. He he doesn't tolerate it, but it, he doesn't see it as it was his mistake. Right, he sees it as the team has let him down. Absolutely. So I don't. I'm not a huge Cutler fan. I think he's he's exactly what – I mean, the Bennett brothers have just berated that oh, guy. Killed this dude. And, and you know, you get pretty intimate with your teammate, and you know what he's really like. So for teammates talking that way about you, Absolutely. there's
1: there, where there's smoke, there's fire. Exactly. And check this out. Steve Young, who I really respect. Steve Young, one of the best quarterbacks ever. Sure. He said, Cutler, you can wrap it up in two words. or you can wrap what a quarterback supposed to be in two words. A quarterback, he, he creates inspiration for the rest of the team. It's an inspirational position, mm-hmm. right? So everybody's looking at you to be the leader, the inspiration to get everybody motivated and let's go. Right. When they look at Jay Cutler in that locker room, do you think they see an inspirational person? No way. The opposite of it, right? Right. So Steve Young, I think he nailed it. Cutler, all the talent in the world. But he's not a leader. He's not an inspiration. And those dudes in the locker room, they need an inspiration. Yeah, they you do. You know what I'm saying? That's what they need. They need somebody to say, hey, I'm in here. Did you hear what Luke? Mc- not what Josh McCown said today? No. So he's out with an a shoulder or whatever, but he toughed it out. He played the rest of the game, and he's going to be out for maybe two to four weeks. He can't pick his shoulder up. And they said, why did you stay in the game? And he started getting tears in his eyes. This is the difference between Jay Cutler and probably all the rest of the quarterbacks in the league. He said, I thought about my mom and I thought about my dad and brother, and they got to go to a job every day and work hard. I thought about my sons who are playing football, and they get hurt and they will pop back up. He said, this game is very short. He said, "I probably have one more year to live, or to play, not to live. To, to, to live." And he said, "I'm gonna be out there unless my arm falls off." And then the whole place was just—it was incredible. YouTube it. Go yeah. check. And he he did it today in the press conference. But that's inspirational,
0: right? And as a player, as a player, you want whatever the position is, you know. You want if you're that right guard or that left tackle, mm-hmm. and you see that quarterback getting his butt kicked back right. there, and he's taking it that personal. Maybe you
1: will. Right. I mean, exactly. You want to fight for somebody like that, you know? So anyway, good job, McCown. I respect you. A couple other big injury news information here. So Arian Foster for the Miami dolphins. He's out. I don't, I can't remember if it's a hamstring or exactly what it is, but it's, they, they're not putting a timetable on it. He will not play next week, though, Hank. He will not play. Groin. Groin. Oh, man, he's had to deal with the groin twice. That's not good. That's not good. Doug Martin for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. MRI today is probably happening as we come to you live on a Tuesday afternoon. <clears throat> His MRI was scheduled for today. Hamstring, Jonathan Stewart. Carolina Panther, hamstring. And this is really sad news. Danny Woodhead, ACL, out for the year. We mentioned it a little earlier. That is just heartbreaking. Hank, that's a lot of the injuries. Give me some waiver wires, some guys that we might need to use to replace these guys that are out this week.
0: Hey, before we go, AP, yep. Yep. we didn't talk about him? We mentioned him at the very oh, beginning. We
1: just said that it's meniscus, remember? <clears throat> that's right. Yep. That's right. That's right.
0: Um, So the waiver wire is still going to be Pretty interesting this this week because you have guys that have big injuries, and you talked about Danny Woodhead. I mean, he's a part of that offense, and they're committed to the run because big both part. Gordon and him are doing it. So Dexter McClust- McCluster? Yeah, Dexter
1: McCluster. He yep. might
0: be somebody worth picking up. Now, if Seattle can get their offense in line – one of those running backs is going to have to step up with Rawls being so, injured. Tell
1: me what happened with Rawls. He went back out with the knee, I believe, or something like that. What do you see?
0: Yeah, he got kicked in the leg and he had a contusion. Oh, yeah. So you know, he had to deal with a leg injury um, last year, I believe it he was. Yeah, the ankle. He broke his ankle. broke last year. his ankle. That's yep. right, it was. And uh, so you know that the the CJ guy that's behind him.
1: You got Presser, Christine, CJ er, C- Procise from Procise Notre Dame. Yep. and Michaels. Yep, Christine Michael.
0: Yeah, those two guys are going to
1: definitely see some more time. Michael, especially. Definitely Michael Because Procise. He's banged up, too. Yeah, so it might be up. the Michael show. Right. Is that how you spoke? Is that how you pronounce Michael? Is it Christine Michelle or is it Christine Michael? Cause I think he has two girls' names: Christine, Michelle. Michelle, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> oh,
0: Lord, um, the other the other being um, that we want to talk about. You know, we're staying a lot on backs because receivers are pretty deep, yes. and as you know, you're not always going to get it right. Last week we called San Diego's receiving core doo doo, and they came out lights out. Wow. So
1: those you know those two were good. But if Travis we, Benjamin and Tyrell Williams, right? Let me real quick before we move off. Tyrell Williams, they. I've never – well, I've watched San Diego play. I've never paid attention to this dude. But he, he last two games, he's gone crazy. He's 6'4", 6'5", 215, and he runs a 4.4. Phillip Rivers, they said in training camp and in practice, that he looks to this guy. Even though Travis Benjamin is you know listed as their number one, watch out for this young Tyrell Williams to maybe overtake Benjamin as they move forward because now with Woodhead down – Phillip might even be looking to throw the ball even more. Who knows? I mean, he's got Melvin Gordon, but who knows what he'll do. So keep your eyes on both of those receivers. Okay.
0: Two more two more running backs that you might need to kind of take a look at. You know, obviously with Jonathan Stewart being banged up, Fozzie Whitaker would be somebody that you'd, you'd have to look at. Or uh,
1: – Yes. Who would you want out of those two, Cameron Artis Payne or Fozzie Whitaker? I like Fozzie Whitaker.
0: I think he, when he runs the ball, I mean, every time I watch him run the ball, it feels like, you know, he's doing positive yardage. So I like Fozzie Whitaker.
1: Fozzie Whitaker last week went for over 100 yards rushing. Right. Now, the big factor in all of this, Cameron Artis Payne was inactive. And the reason he was inactive is because he doesn't play much special teams. He, any special teams, but Fozzie Whitaker does. So Fozzie Whitaker was given the special teams and the backup running back role because they didn't think Stewart was going to go down. Well, when Stewart goes down, now it's only Whitaker. So what that means is now Artis Payne, how he's definitely going to be active next week. Right. So I would say they'll probably split it. I'd say maybe Whitaker definitely is the third down back. Artist Payne, the first and second down back, but they might even switch. Like Whitaker might get a whole series and right. then Artist Payne get a series. So keep your eye on that. Would you risk if you had a waiver? Let's say you're in, you know, the way we do when you uh you have to use your money to buy uh, free agents, right? What is it called? Why is it slipping my mind? Anyway, often, um, yeah. So you've got a hundred dollar um credit, let's say, and you've got to spend your money. How much would you go and spend on Jarek McKinnon, the backup for AP? Are we talking about twenty five percent of your fab? That's what it's, free agent budget. Your fab money is it? fifty percent is it 10 because you're worried the AP will come back and you don't want to spend much of your money what what would you say you would spend
0: well I it, it would really depend on who you are because if you're an AP owner right it may be 30 40 50 percent of your budget sure if it's hank eimer doesn't have AP and I'm looking at it outside in maybe I'd try to win it with 25 bucks mm-hmm. and see if I can get it knowing that I've got three running backs or whatever. It, exactly. it just depends on your need because Very right true. now at week two, you're going to find the hole at running back and that McKinnon guy might get you one or two wins that you're not going to get anyway.
1: And those two wins might get you to the playoffs. Exactly. How about Artist Payne and Fozzie Whitaker? Would you be as high on them as you would be McKinnon or no. would you be less? No, less. Yeah, I would too. Maybe – the artist Payne and are about the same maybe eight to ten if you really need maybe you were a jonathan stewart owner and you had stewart in your flex and now you need artist Payne in your flex maybe 12 right but i don't know if i'd go much higher than that i agree with you tell me what's going on in tampa bay who's backing up doug martin there with his mri today
0: sims man you know he's going to end up i don't know we'll see what ends up happening with doug martin um they were really committed to the run because sims has run the ball really well so yes, he he's going to slide right back in there it's tough news for um doug martin owners because you know this is how a lot of these running backs by committee lose their job doug martin was the man right and you know sims has a couple of good games next thing you know doug martin doesn't run the ball as much as he did when he comes back so um sims is still going to be the solid pick for that offense.
1: And how about in Miami? This one's interesting. Arian Foster, he's he's out. uh, You mentioned growing. Growing could be a week. It could be the rest of the season. Who knows? Especially with Arian Foster's injury uh, history. history. That's trouble. But the guy that's backing him up is Jay Ajayi. But Hank and I were talking earlier today. Jay Ajayi, if he was so good, last year he was supposed to be the man. He must have not been that good if they brought Arian Foster in – also, they signed the back out of Alabama, Kenyon Drake. Check out Kenyon Drake's numbers from last week. I think he had a pretty decent day. Anyway, fantasy football listeners, if I was in your shoes and I needed a running back and didn't want to spend a lot of money on it, let's see if I can find him real let's quick. see what we got here. While Hank's looking that up, I would definitely not put my money on Jay Ajayi. I would spend a little less, throw a couple bucks on Kenyon Drake and see if he might be the actually answer to Miami's – running back woes so keep your eye on him hank's gonna look and see what he did um last week we have other information on the injury report line dante Moncrief goes out i don't know how serious this injury will be so keep your eyes peeled um dante Moncrief, if he can't go and you need someone to fill that role in your flex don't forget we mentioned this last week that philip Dorset, dorsett however you want to pronounce it Luck seems to like to give him the ball. So if Moncrief can't go, and you need somebody to fill that role, he might be a solution for you. You found him, yeah? I Hank? can't
0: find this cat.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I'm gonna try to give it a little look at the box score, Let's
0: see what he ended up having. You know, the
1: last. Oh, thing- he okay. He only got a couple carries. He scored a touchdown on the ground. Then he caught a couple balls. Then he caught four balls. So he got four carries. 20 yards, four receptions, 20 yards, and a touchdown. But it was, it was right after Aaron Foster went down, so there wasn't much time for anything right. else. So you guys keep your eyes on that. Oh, and don't forget this, too. Devontae Parker, he was a Miami Dolphin receiver. I loved him earlier in the year. and He's been hurt in preseason. Well, he came back last week, eight receptions, 106. So Tanny Hill was looking to give him yeah, the ball. he was. All right, buddy. Anything else on the injury report or waiver wire wonder? Well, segment? they lost
0: another one in New England. The quarterback's <sighs> down. And, you know, they uh, they announced who the backup was for this week. Did you see that?
1: I mean, is it not Brissett? No, 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 North? no, no, no. The is guy that's going to back him up. Oh, Edelman. Edelman. Yes, I How did awesome see How awesome is that? That's crazy. I mean, that's sad. Think about this. Edelman in fantasy football is listed as a wide receiver. So you got him in your wide receiver role. Think if he goes to gets the quarterback nod, so you're getting quarterback points and wide receiver points if you start him. I don't know if you could put him in. Yeah. Yeah, if he's listed as a wide receiver, he gets all the points that Oh, you know what I'm saying. Wow. He'd get all the points. Oh yeah, I mean he'd get the throwing points, the running points if he ran the whatever. The the, fumble, the interceptions. Almost <laughs> lots, <of laughs> lots of interceptions. That's true. But he would get them. So that that is pretty interesting. So uh, yeah. So what did you think about this, Jimmy Garoppolo? That dude looked fantastic. Yeah, he did, oh, man.
0: I I hate it for him because that was his opportunity.
1: Because he's not going to start once yeah. Tommy comes back. Brady's back in two weeks, I believe. Mm-hmm. Week four, week five, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we got Jacoby Brissett, the NC State. Phenom, if you will. (laughs) It will be starting uh, for the New England Patriots. So, guys, take the under. I would guess Belichick's plan would be to a lot of running. Right. Brissett actually can run the ball, too. I think last week he ran the ball. um, I've got his numbers actually right in front of me. He ran the ball five times for 12 yards, threw it nine times for like 60 yards. So, anyway. You know, keep your eyes on that New New England offense with Brissette in the backfield. All right, buddy. Let's move on to our next segment. It's the what the bleep. Just two real quick what the bleeps. And this isn't really for the players. It's actually from me. And I got a what the bleep from you, too. So what the bleep bad for me was I said San Diego would not win a game, right? I did say that. They came out against, I thought, a pretty good Jacksonville team and beat the – Bleep out of them. Right. So anyway, I really bombed on that one. The what the bleep for you, Hanky? And this is a good what the bleep. So you picked, and this is off the NFL level right here, but the college that Miami Hurricane game against App, you nailed it, dude. They walloped them. So yes. good. That's a good what the bleep for yeah. you. Well,
0: I don't, I don't, I don't like to take credit for that because we got a lot of App fans, and yeah. I just, you know, I don't want any more hate mail. <laughs>
1: How about a bad with the then for you to make you feel bad? How about the Philadelphia Eagles? Oh. They 2-0, oh, both of us. We did not expect this at all. They've played two bad teams. Though. They have, but the quarterback who we were counting on to stink has really shined. And Ryan Matthews has looked good. He has. Even little Jordan Matthews, the receivers look good. The whole Darren Sproles getting carries and yeah. catches out of the backfield. He's looked great. So, anyway. You know, right. you know I, I've had two
0: Eagles fans just – Tear into me um, in the last 24 hours. So um, it's good to know that they're listening, but yes. I got to get better on those predictions. Absolutely,
1: me and you both. All right, let's move on to Hey, girl. Hey, you look good. All right, so as I mentioned before, Devontae Parker last year came on and shined like a diamond at the end of the year, but so far <laughs> he's not. Well, he's back. Hey, girl, you look good. Devontae Parker, eight catches, 106, Tandy Hill throwing you the ball. Give me another, hey girl, you look good, Hank. I'm gonna find my little stat sheet up I, here.
0: I you know, the person that I have been really, really impressed with, Stefan Diggs. Oh. He looks fine. Yes. Uh and the reason <laughs> the reason that, you know, he is leading all NFL receivers in yards at two eighty five in two games. Two eighty five. Wow. Right. Stefan Diggs. Leading the NFL and receiving. So he has solidified himself, you know. And on that list, there's some other names you wouldn't expect. Willie Sneed is second. We talk about that cat in -hmm. in New Orleans. Um, On the other side of the ball, who's fourth, tied for fourth, is Brandon Cook. Yes, sir. Number three is A.J. Green. Not an Odell Beckham Jr. on there. Not an Antonio Brown on there.
1: Mm, Right? mm, So, you know, these names, they look good. Yeah, they do look good. Oh, called it here, Alshon Jeffrey. The boy looked good on Monday night. I'm going to give you his stat line real quick, but he he caught five balls for 96 yards, but he had one 40-yard bomb that he had right in his hands, and the dude knocked it out. So that would have been a 150-yard night with the touchdown. Hey, dude, you look good. Um, on the opposite side of that gir- oh, that segment, Hank, yikes. Hey, hey. <laughs> What happened? <laughs> so I'm going to give that yikes what happened award. Well, you've already mentioned it, Antonio Brown, yikes what happened what happened was a torrential down yeah you know that's oh, yeah. what happened um so you see
0: that play that he tried to catch while he was laying on the ground i
1: did i did see that i mean that boy he doesn't give up on the ball no he don't but i also saw the one that was right in his mitts and it popped off and he <laughs> he was like what he i guess he's not used to dropping the ball because he never does right and he could not believe he dropped it um let's see if there's any other yikes what happened girl
0: well i will tell you um some of the players that have one of the ones that i've has to be just people are disappointed in is Aaron Rodgers, you know, it's been a tough it, like you said, they're, they're trying to figure it out over it's there. So that's a little bit the whole Packers offense is a little bit of a yikes right now, but they'll get I mean, they got the personnel and they got a great coaching staff, but it's interesting to watch a, a team like that that's had so much success struggle. Yep,
1: absolutely. And two more things in the yikes are we pushing panic button on Eddie Lacey? I mean, are we? if we're Eddie, Eddie Lacy owners, are we worried? Like, would you want Melvin Gordon or Eddie Lacy moving forward? I mean, but two weeks ago, you'd be like, of course, Eddie Lacy. Right now, I might want Melvin Gordon in front of Eddie Lacy. Right. You well, know they, what I
0: mean? Yeah, like Gordon at least is producing. Yes. Eddie Lacy is not. Right. And, I mean, I'm sure they'll get it back together, and he'll keep brushing the ball. But there's some people out there that are – it's not the, – the good thing about fantasy this year is it's not the usual suspects. Now, I talked about the NFL leaders, you know, in the wide receivers. You take the, the rushing, the, the running backs, who's leading that? D'Angelo Williams. Wow. Is leading. Leading rusher. Imagine when they get Levy on back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Matt Forte, second. No kidding. Kroll, third. Isaiah
1: Crowell, third. Yep. Wow. Uh,
0: LeGarrette Blunt, fourth. Lamar Miller, fifth. Wow. None of those. Yeah. We're top tier guys.
1: Yeah, Lamar Miller was drafted early, first, late first, early second. But right. but uh, the rest of those dudes, they didn't sniff the early rounds. No,
0: and mm. it, you know, and it, it's just interesting to see how the NFL has kind of changed.
1: You know what else would be interesting? Do you have the quarterback? I do. Stats? I read a couple of those too. This would be interesting to know.
0: Number one in passing yards so far, Andy Dalton. <laughs> Andy Dalton. All right. <laughs> wow. Number two, Matt Ryan. Yes. Okay. Three, which is just. Yeah.
1: I cannot believe Kirk Cousins. What? How is he third? It must be like mop up duty. Yeah, duty. But I'm saying like you know <laughs> what I'm saying at the end of a game when they're down yeah. twenty and he's just throwing it I mean, around.
0: He's, he's done 693 oh yards. My gosh, how many, in two how games. How many, how many picks? I'm sure 12? 612.
1: <laughs> um, number five, Blake Bortles. It, that's got to be trash duty too, because they've gotten beat. Well, the first game against Green Bay, they were competitive, but they were down thirty-eight to nothing in their game. So that's all trash up, right? Yardage, right, I bet.
0: But still, I mean, you know, the fantasy, fantasy, fantasy. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But You're then right. you know, then you start going Derek Carr, Matt Stafford, Andrew Luck, Carson Palmer, Eli Manning. Haven't said Cam. Where's Rogers? Haven't seen Rogers. <laughs> right. Okay. To get down to those quarterbacks that were in in the First couple of rounds. You said luck. Luck was eighth. Oh,
1: luck was eight. Okay. Yep.
0: Okay. So Ben Roethlisberger, fourteen. I'm just wow. going to go down some other ones. Sure. Cam, sixteen. Jameis Winston, seventeen. You know, Russell I mean, Wilson. Russell Wilson is nineteen. Yeah. Okay. So you. I mean you. You saw some people really fall. Yes. Really fall and. um But, you know, that's the beauty of fantasy football. Absolutely. You don't know what you're
1: going to get. Interesting facts there, Hank. Thanks for sharing that with us. I hope you guys all enjoyed that wonderful statistical breakdown by yours truly, Hank Imer. (laughs) Hank, thank you. Okay, buddy. Let's dive into week Three some pretty interesting matchups. We're gonna go right into the fantasy forty-five. The fastest forty-five seconds. Fantasy football. Hank, I'm just gonna hit you with the matchups. Give you the Las Vegas number and the over. Kind of give me some uh, thoughts on who you like. First game. This is interesting. Eight twenty-five kick Thursday night. This is good. Houston Texans two and and0 at New England Patriots two and and0 We already talked about the quarterback decision. Uh, the quarterback. Yeah, what they're gonna to have to run at quarterback: Jacoby Brissett or Julian Edelman. Don't care <laughs> against this Houston team, whose defense is really coming along. When it opened, Hank Houston was a two-point favorite on the road to New England. Now it's been de- bet down to a pick. It's a pick'em at New England. Now a lot of a lot of that has to do with the quarterback situation. Right. Totals forty-one.
0: It, it's going to be a pretty simple game plan for New England. I feel like you know it's a lot of running the ball, but Houston's defense is playing really well. Yes, they are. So I just don't feel like. New England is going to be able to pull it out with the new with the new quarterback. I feel right. like it's going to be a simple, I, and he's a good quarterback. I feel like it's going to be a simple game plan. But if they were playing another team that didn't have a, as good a defense, defense yeah. I, I, I might be pulling for New England. But it looks like Houston's going to pull this one out.
1: I, I like I like Houston a lot, not only in this game but for the whole year. Like I can see that team as long as their quarterback. Osweiler performs up to his level because he's got DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller, you know, and now he's got Lamar Miller in the backfield. That's pretty. Potent. So that the defense can keep them in it. I like the uh, Houston Texans in this game, too. And I like the over. I can see a low-scoring, slug it out kind of game, 20-16. to Let's take Houston and the under. Next up, first game on Sunday, a 1 o'clock kick in Cincinnati. Cincinnati playing host to the Denver Broncos. Cincinnati, three-point favorite at home. Denver's undefeated. Cincinnati favorite at home, 341.
0: I like Cincinnati in this game. I think Cincinnati's going to pull this out. Um, I know Denver's been playing – pretty well uh their quarterbacks you know they're they're not getting great quarterback play out of him cj anderson you know had a great rushing game that first game but their defense is playing lights out von miller is leading the nfl in sacks right now with four and so their defense like last year is going to keep them in this game but i like cincinnati you got andy dalton leading all the nfl crazy in passing yards he's going to keep doing it
1: dude i love cincinnati and cincinnati in this matchup too you mentioned cj anderson first game over, I think he had 90 yards rushing, 70 yards receiving. This last game, 20 carries, 74 yards, and another touchdown. You mentioned Simeon. He's just doing what it takes to kind of – he does. he's game managing, if you will. And yep. that's all he has to do. He threw a pick last week, 266 yards, kind of pedestrian. But uh, for Denver, if their defense is rocking at all levels, they don't need a good quarterback. But guess what? Ware. DeMarcus Ware, you know the fantastic defensive end for them, yep. broke his forearm. Oh my God! That is—he's a big part of that defense. That's why I really love Cincinnati at home this week. I really do. Minus three—I think that's a steal. Um, and where's going to be out four to six weeks. So keep your eye on that because they depend on that defense. Yeah. And he's a big part of it. So let's go, uh, Cincinnati minus the three, and I'll lean under the forty-one. Next up, Oakland. 2 and 0. Love them. Is Oakland doing I love oh, them. Oh my gosh. Oakland Raiders 2 and 0 traveling to Tennessee who is 1 and 1. Oakland, hey man. No, they lost last week. I just remember the Falcons beat Oakland. Remember?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. cuz it was a
1: shootout. 35-28. 28. Yeah, so they were in the game and Atlanta scored late. So anyway, the 1 and 1 Oakland Raiders against the 1 and 1 Tennessee Titans. Right now Tennessee is a 1 point favorite. 47 is the total can well, Oakland get back on in there winning ways, hey? I think so. I
0: you know, the thing I don't like is I hate betting against a home dog yeah. cuz I feel like that's uh that's a sucker bet. But Oakland, they got the firepower. They just cannot stop anything. I mean, their defense is do do. Right. And I don't know if Tennessee like last week was a great example is Atlanta could score with them. B-b-b-b-b-b- I don't think Tennessee can do that. Oh, so so I think it's going to be – they're going to just outscore them. But, so I like Oakland.
1: I like – definitely like Oakland in this contest. Tennessee, Mariota showed pretty good. I think his numbers – I don't have them in front of me. But, you know, he had a per- – here they are right here. Take that back. I am interested just to see how he did. 25 for 33, 238, two touchdowns, and one pick on the ground, Tennessee. DeMarco Murray getting the lion's share with 89 yards on the ground. So anyway, what Tennessee, it seems like they're liking to do is run heavy dose of DeMarco Murray, let Derrick Henry come in. He had 40 yards on 10 carries. Run, 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 run. I think Oakland's Strength? Is that defensive line stopping the run? I think where they're weak is that secondary. Julio Jones ate them up last week. I'm going to lean Oakland plus the one, and I'm going to go under the 47. Next up, Hank, Arizona traveling to Buffalo. We just heard Rex Ryan say expect a big, big dose of Sammy Watkins. Are they going to open up the playbook? They've got a new offensive coordinator. But Arizona just put a whooping, I mean a whooping on Tampa Bay, and we called it. Hank, yep. remember we said Jameis Winston traveling. Not gonna happen. The Arizona Cardinals fired up. So anyway, Arizona traveling on the road this week to Buffalo. Numbers four and a half. Arizona total forty-seven.
0: I I love Arizona. I think they're the they're going to be one of the teams to beat in the NFL. Yep. And I think that uh, Buffalo doesn't have their crap together. And in this league, you can't have your and you can't get it together in a week. No. And so I, I, without a doubt, like. Arizona.
1: Arizona all day, four and a half. If there's a lean to the over-under, I'll believe Rex Ryan that says he's going to open it up a little bit. But I think Arizona scores 35 of that 47. So let's go 47 and a half over slightly, but definitely Arizona minus four and a half. Next up, Baltimore travels to Jacksonville. Will Jacksonville finally get their first win of the season? And Baltimore, if I'm not mistaken, they're 2-0. and And they were supposed to be crap. So anyway, Jacksonville at home. It is a pick 'em total, forty-seven.
0: I think Jacksonville's going to come out and win this game. I I think Baltimore still has some questions. Although Flacco's having a pretty good year so far yeah. this year, mm-hmm. they still have big questions in their backfield. Yes. And I just I, I feel like Jacksonville is a better team than what they're playing. I don't like Blake Bortles, but he, he's a good quarterback. He's going I feel like he's going to write the ship.
1: If he has some time, it seems like he's on his back. I don't know. It just seems like he's running for his life. Right. And, you know, somebody we didn't talk about, Alan Robinson last year, was just everybody loved him. He ain't done nothing. Right. So, um, they got to get bored of some time. But I do think they're at home. They're going to win this game. Let's take Jacksonville at the pick'em, and I'm going to lean under the 47. (laughs) Next up, Cleveland travels to Miami. Both teams coming off. They're both 0-2. Who's going to get their first win? Vegas thinks Miami will. They're a nine-and-a-half-point favorite total, 41.
0: Nine-and-a-half is a lot of points. That's a lot of points. points. But Cleveland is that bad. (laughs) And with – Going to your third quarterback now, man. This is just this is where it gets interesting in the NFL. If you can stay healthy, you can win a lot of these games because these these teams are just going to give up games. Cleveland's going to give these games away. And Tannehill is a very serviceable quarterback. He played good second half last week against right. the Patriots. So, so I think Miami's going to win. And that nine and a half, I Ooh, think that's they're a gonna, that's a lot of points. But I'll go with Miami. All
1: right. Uh, Cleveland's quarterback it will be Cody Kessler. Cody Kessler. He's the rookie from USC.
0: He went to Maiden, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Look for him to throw four picks against this Miami D. Totals 41 and a half. I see Miami. I think they're going to cover this line, too. And I'm going to lean a little bit on the under. This was interesting to see. uh, The Coleman for Cleveland last week, you know, the rookie Mm -hmm. out of Baylor, the number one wide receiver taken. Two touchdowns. He had a solid game with McCown throwing to him. Now Cody Kessler throwing to him might be a different story. (laughs) Next up, Washington travels to New York Giants, this is enough. Man, it seems like this division has had already a lot of divisional opponents. Dallas played the Giants opening week. I think Philadelphia played somebody opening week. Now Washington's playing the Giants again. Oh, it was Dallas and Washington played last week. So, anyway, a divisional matchup. The Giants right now are four-point favorite at home. Totals 47. Washington looks like one of the worst five teams in the whole Uh, NFL to me so far they have played terrible they have who do you like here in the Giants Washington matchup
0: I think the Giants are going to be the the one that ends up taking this one um I'm with you I think that Washington looks terrible and I couldn't put my money on them
1: yeah I'm with you the only thing I would worry about I think the Giants win this game no problem but I'm worried it's four I think they win by a field goal because it's a divisional matchup game so look for Washington just to find a little bit of strength it's the word strength? No. Just to find some pride and make this one at least competitive, but the Giants get it in the end. Oh, and Hank, let me go back to something. Remember you picked on me about my L.A. Rams, Seattle Seahawks? I said, not so fast. Remember? I, I said, remember. I said, the Rams – they might because they're at home. They might show some pride mm-hmm. in this, you know. Mm-hmm. And they did anyway. I just want to make sure you remember that.
0: I did remember that. <laughs> I appreciate you pointing that out. Did you see the analysis? They ripped Kirk Cousins after this game. They they showed his throws. He had like seven throws that weren't just underthrown or overthrown.
1: They were by like fifteen yards. I watched some of this game. The commentators were killing him, killing him. Then he goes back in the locker room, and his you're talking about his teammates. They started giving him hell too. Good. It's bad in he's that locker room. He's a grown man. Yeah, he's bad in that locker room. Kirk Cousins' days might be numbered. uh Here we go. Detroit, next – cut this is a 1 o'clock kick. Detroit's traveling to Green Bay. Green Bay has not shown, like we talked about earlier, has not shown the Green Bay offense that we expected. Detroit let one slip away last yes, week against they Tennessee. They could have been 2-0 right now leading that division. Um, instead, both the Green Bays 2-0, and and the Green Bay is a 7.5-point favorite total, 48 against the Lions.
0: Yep. Because it's at home, I'm going to take Green Bay. Um, I you know I think I think Matthew Stafford had a terrible game last week. That last pick that he threw was terrible. Yeah. Um, and they're a better team than that. But Green Bay at home, um, and especially playing the way they and having to come out publicly. Yeah. They're a team that will get mad. I feel like and play well.
1: Yep. Green Bay. I think they get it done at home too. At seven and a half, I think this, the hook's going to get them though. So give me Detroit the seven and a half. I think that hook might be where it separates here for the Green Bay Betters and the Detroit Betters. And the 48. And I'm gonna if Green Bay runs the ball like their coach says they're gonna do, I'm gonna lean under the total here, 48. That's a lot of points. All right, next up, here we go. Carolina Panthers playing host to the Minnesota Vikings. Hey, Minnesota's two and Carolina one and one. Carolina to me looks they look good. You they know? do look they, good. They man. just look like they got it clicking. The uh, Carolina's a seven point favorite at home. Total 43.
0: Going to do it. There, it's I feel like that's an easy bet. Yeah, I feel like Cam's playing well. Kelvin Benjamin is a monster. I mean, I would throw to him all day. And it's been then great. I mean to have Olsen as an outlet too. They are playing incredible. I like I hate that Stewart went down though.
1: Yeah. But he's always hurt it seems. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't this week it might be next week. Yeah, and they've got I mean those
0: two other backs are service Tolbert. I love that little bowling ball. Sure. Man, that guy will blow up a hole.
1: If you had to think about a total here if it's at 43 with with Carolina's offense kind of clicking, but Minnesota's defense pretty nasty. What would you what would you think here?
0: I think you would go under because I don't think the Vikings are going to score all I, that much.
1: I agree with you. I like the under there too. All right, let's go Carolina and the under. Next up, Seattle. Seattle, we just talked about it. Get they it just lost, they just lost to the Rams. They barely beat the Miami Dolphins the week before. Vegas still loves them, 10-point favorite at home against the San Francisco 49ers total 40.
0: Oh, Seattle. You know, they're such – I feel like they're such a better team than what they're they're playing, and I don't think San Francisco's good. No. So, I like Seattle in this kind of matchup. But they're not – if if you had had anybody else in that matchup, I probably would not have felt as inclined to say that Seattle was going to pull it out. Sure. But San Francisco's terrible.
1: Do you know there was a prop bet that it was no touchdown scored for the whole game, and I don't believe – I think the score was 9-3, to three, right? So, I don't think – yeah, there were any touchdowns scored. The prop was two, no, 300 to 1 on the, on the site that you and I sometimes look at. Wow. <laughs> so just dropping a little 10 spot or something. I mean, you know, that's – And going to sizzle. Yeah, good Lord, why didn't we do that? But anyway, because you'll see maybe one or two games a year that no touchdowns are scored. So I'm always looking for that prop. And um, I was—I just didn't happen to look for it until after the fact last week. But anyway, I'll be looking for it this week. Don't you worry about that. Let's go Seattle and under the total. Next up, Tampa Bay at home against the Los Angeles Rams. Tampa Bay, it seems like they play a lot better at home. Actually, they haven't played at home yet because I think they beat Atlanta on the road opening week and then they got shellacked by uh, – Arizona last week, well, they're at home now, five and a half point favorite, forty-one against the Los Angeles Rams.
0: I think that they take that. Los Angeles Rams are just cannot score, like we just talked about. And Gurley, Gurley could be one of the bigger disappointments, you know, right now for for owners because he was taken in the top six picks. Yeah. Hang yeah. But
1: here's his lineup. Here's what he, he did. 19 carries for 51 yards against a stout Seattle defense, but you need more out of your first round pick than 51 yards. The week before he had 30 some. Right. You know?
0: Yeah. So I, I, I don't think that they got enough to go down there and beat up on Jameis in his, in his backyard. And, you know, they have fun there. They, they kind of have that same mm-hmm. energy that Carolina does, Yep. you know? Exactly. And so I, I think they, they're a much better team at home.
1: I love it, Hank. This actually might be one of my favorite picks of the day. Let's go, Tampa Bay minus the four and a half, five all day long. Next up, Philadelphia Eagles two and O, Pittsburgh Steelers two and O. They're playing face to face four twenty five in Philadelphia. Philadelphia right now is a three and a half point dog total forty six and a half
0: home dog. Philadelphia home dog home dog. Uh, I'm going to bet against them again, and I'm going to take the Steelers on this bet. I feel like they've played really well. Yes. They have. And it's to my surprise. You know, at, I, I remember a couple of weeks ago, I proclaimed them as the worst football team ever. <laughs> I still don't think they're good. Yeah. So I'm going to take Pittsburgh. Because they
1: have not played really anybody. Chicago stinks, and the week before they played Cleveland, who's the worst team in the whole league. Yeah, so I like Pittsburgh a lot here too, Hank. And I'm actually going to lean a little on the over the total. Antonio Brown doesn't like having stinkers, and he put up a stinker last week. Roethlisberger, he actually put up a stinker too. I think he threw – two or three picks. So anyway, they're going to want to right the ship, and especially against Philadelphia. You know, they're both in the same state. There's a built-in rivalry there. Let's go Pittsburgh all the way and a little lean to the over. Next up, Jets on the road, Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs, they're a three-point favorite against these New York Jets. Kansas City last week lost to the Houston Texans and the Jets squeaked out a win against Buffalo. Total set at 43, kind of maybe where it should be. Kansas City minus three.
0: Kansas City minus three. Now, can't you know, that was a tough game against Houston that they had. I watched that game. And, um, you know, that, that just goes to show they are playing a great team and good defense. I think Kansas City is pretty good. I, I, I think the Jets are playing really good. And when you, yeah. when you have Matt Forte running the ball the way he's running the ball, you know, I feel like they're going to end up having some pretty good firepower there. So I'm going to take New York. I think that they are uh, – playing well right now i think that kansas city is playing well right now but i think the jets are going to end up pulling it out
1: i like the jets too because keep your mind keep an eye on this so kansas city's two best offensive linemen that actually make that whole thing go they were out last week i don't know if they're going to play again this week they're still a little bit banged up without that running game getting going for kansas city alex smith can't throw it deep dude he doesn't throw it deep it's these little you know short routes and all this stuff, slants, all this stuff out of the backfield. Well, if he doesn't have – he's not going to throw it deep anyway. If they don't have the running game working, I don't know if they can score that many points. So give me the Jets all day plus the three and I'll go under the 43. Indianapolis Colts is next on our agenda. They're playing San Diego Chargers traveling to Indianapolis. The Colts have looked terrible so far. San Diego is actually – they've looked better than I thought they would. Um, Right now, Colts, two-and-a-half-point favorite. Total is 52 52 points.
0: 52. That's a lot that's right there. That's a lot there. of points. That is a lot of points. I like the Colts coming in. I mean, I like the um, San Diego coming in and winning. I, it, it, you cannot expect Andrew Luck, who is a great quarterback, to throw from his butt. Yeah, that's where he He is been. running for his life. Yeah. And I feel bad for him because that line is probably one of the worst in the NFL. And um, But I think that they're going to – he still manages to find ways yeah, to score. Yeah, of scores. Yep. So, I mean, he's going to still – you know, he's still going to uh, put up a good fight, but I think Sandy, San Diego goes in
1: there and wins. I think I'm going to go against you. I think Indianapolis, they got to win eventually. And why not win at home against a San Diego team who's. Not really, but two of their biggest offensive weapons are out. With Kenan Allen being gone, and now uh, Danny Woodhead. So I'm going to take Indianapolis minus the two and a half. And I actually that is a lot of points. But I Philip Rivers, he's always going to score. I mean, they he never gets shut down. Look for Rivers to throw three touchdowns. Luck to throw four. Let's go over the total fifty two.
0: Seven touchdowns in Seven. that game. Look at this guy,
1: yay! <laughs> Next up eight thirty. How does Chicago get two, eight, thir- so Chicago played last night, Monday night, and now they get Sunday night football? They're stinkers. And
0: they're not good. Yeah, they're not good. Ugh.
1: Chicago on the road against Dallas. Dallas Lane I opened at four, now it's all the way up to seven. Dallas a seven-point favorite, 45.
0: Golly, that's a lot of points uh, for Dallas and Dak Prescott. I mean, it, that's a that's a tough pill for me to swallow, but... It's easier for me to swallow it after watching that game last night because they are not good. Um, and especially if Cutler has a hard time getting back, I'm sure he's gonna play, right? Is that quitter gonna play?
1: Playing. Is that quitter gonna play? Well, right here it says he's gonna be out for this week. We'll see. We'll see. I like,
0: I we'll see. I'm taking Dallas.
1: Yeah. I like Dallas too, minus the seven at home in Jerry's world. Ezekiel Elliott, little fumble trouble so far. He's lost two fumbles. But he, he runs hard. Des Bryant finally got back kind of looking like Dez last week. So I'm going to go Dallas minus the seven. And I'm actually – I'm going to lean under 45. I don't know if Chicago can score. They stink. <laughs> last Monday night football, buddy. Atlanta travels to New Orleans where Drew Brees tries to right the ship. New Orleans, a three-point favorite. Big news out of here. Julio Jones, he came up a little. I think he's got something going with this. Oh, it's a calf strain. He's probable – He's listed as probable now, so keep your eye on him, especially if you're a Julio Jones owner because you know you want to start him against this New Orleans Saints secondary. Right now, Atlanta, a three-point dog on the road. Total, 52.
0: A total, I love. I think both these teams are going to score, yep. especially because they got – especially New Orleans got busted up yep. this past week. I think the the total is going to be all right. I, I, I think New Orleans is going to end up pulling this out. Um, they – they had a terrible week and they're a better team than that.
1: Yep. I like new Orleans at home. They always seem to play better at home. Drew Brees, as you just mentioned, will need to redeem himself. And I bet he does it in a big, big way. Let's go over the total 52 and let's go new Orleans minus the three. All right, Hank, before we leave the NFL and we hit the college just for about three minutes, is there any out of those matchups we just talked about any little diamond in the rough of a fantasy gym that we might be able to find while we're looking at it here? Um, You know, we we know our go tos are DeAndre Hopkins, our AJ Greens, our Julios, or if he plays. um, But is there one little? I'll give you one. All right. I'll give you one. I mentioned Devontae Parker for Miami earlier. Mm -hmm. He's going, he's at home. He's finally healthy, finally healthy, going up against a Cleveland secondary that is not good. Devontae Parker would be my diamond in the rough this weekend. Mark it down. Miami at home, Devontae Parker goes for 95-1 and touchdown. Hank, you got anybody you see out there?
0: I was going to say Derek Carr going against Tennessee. I think that he's probably going to have a big game. That offense is – really good, Mm -hmm. and he is playing extremely well. So I would think that if you have Derek Derek Carr, he might be a good start this week. Nice.
1: Very good, Hank. Very good. Before we leave you guys today, you fantasy fanatics, let's talk a little bit about our Saturday night, our Saturday day action and night action for on the college gridiron last weekend. Hank told you right here that Miami would whoop Tennessee, uh, whoop Appalachian, and yes, they did. I told you that I called the outright upset for Louisville over Florida State, and not only did they upset them, dude, they beat the tar out of them. Did you see That's that a good team? That team is great. Next weekend, Louisville Clemson. Just get ready, Louisville, Clemson next oh, weekend. Man. It's going to be great. So let's get it cranked up. Thursday night action. This is a seven thirty game. It will stay in the ACC here. Clemson travels to Georgia Tech, where Georgia Tech has always seemed to have Clemson's number. Vegas got the number set at nine and a half. Hank, will Clemson finally get it right? They have not looked good so far.
0: Yeah, nine and a half is is not in college. It isn't a big number, but you know, I I'm with you. Georgia Tech always seems yeah. to. Always get on with get get in there and yeah. get around their numbers. So um, I think Clemson's gonna. I, I I love Dabo first
1: of all. I love yeah. I, I love him
0: awesome. and I root for him. So I'm gonna be rooting for them to do it. I just don't think they can do the nine and a half.
1: Dude, I'm with you here. Clemson just hadn't shown us the Clemson from last year yet. Georgia Tech at home will have a. Point to prove. I like Clemson to win the game, but Georgia Tech to keep it under the nine and a half. Mm -hmm. Hank, one close to your heart. UNC at home against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's playing great ball. UNC trying to kind of figure out on the defensive end. Pittsburgh, all they do is run. UNC has a hard time stopping the run. Vegas got set. Minus seven. Carolina, what do you see?
0: You know, they haven't proven – in their past games to be as good as everybody's saying they are. And it's kind of like Tennessee, you right. know, what we talked about earlier. So they're going to have a hard time with Pittsburgh. What was the point? Seven. Seven.
1: Caroline's seven-point favorite. I,
0: I, it's going to be closer than that. I think it's going to come down to the wire on that game.
1: I do, too. I think, actually, Pittsburgh might have a chance to upset UNC at home. Um, I'm going to take plus the seven all day. I think that's a Saturday 3.30 kick, so we'll be looking for it. Two big games in the SEC. We'll start with LSU at Auburn. LSU, you know, they they need to win out, really, to have a chance at the BCS Championship. Auburn loses last week at Texas A&M. Auburn's not used to losing. At home. Now they've got to play A and M which they lost last weekend. Now they gotta play LSU again at home. Can LSU squeak this one out against Auburn? LSU, three and a half point favorite. Whew. This is tough.
0: That's a tough one because it's a home dog again. In the college environment, that that means something. I feel like it means a lot. So I'm not going to bet against Auburn being a home dog with three and a half.
1: Yeah. Until LSU really shows that they can score some points, I like Auburn too, man. I think think Auburn might win this game outright. Let's take Auburn plus the three and a half and feel good. And last but not least, this is to our Tennessee volunteer fans out there. And I know there's a bunch of you listening. Tennessee. Coming in, they've lost – I think uh, I saw Mr. Sparks at a soccer game last weekend. He said they lost their two defensive captains, Tennessee did last week, so they're going to be a little bit hobbled there. But Florida lost their starting quarterback last weekend, so let's call it even. Tennessee at home, minus six and a half against Florida. Game of the week.
0: Tennessee, you know, came into the season and they were 10th in the country. And their first game against Appalachian, they squeak – out that victory yes. now they played well against virginia tech mm-hmm. i'm gonna go with tennessee winning this game okay all right i'm gonna go with them winning this game i think six and a half if it were seven i probably wouldn't go with it but i'll go with the six and a half um i feel like the quarterback play which you introduced to us is going to be important but tennessee after virginia tech i feel like has gained a little bit of confidence mm-hmm. and can come in here and maybe upset a florida team that i say upset you know they're the, but I feel like if they would have played bad against Virginia Tech, this would have been a whole different thing.
1: Yeah, you know Tennessee has lost to Florida. I want to say it's either twelve or thirteen years in a row. This is the if Tennessee doesn't do it this year, dude. I don't know if they might go another thirteen years. So I agree with you, Tennessee. This we're gonna we need to watch this. This is gonna be good. It's three thirty kick Tennessee at home State Stadium 112,000 screaming fans in orange the place will be rocking they get their first win over florida in 13 years
0: you know you know spurrier one of my favorite things you know spurrier was a complete butt, i'm Jerk. sure to yes. to play against sure. but one of my favorite things and it just grinds on tennessee fans <laughs> is the citrus bowl used to be for the second team in the sec okay. okay spurrier used to say you can't spell citrus without, <laughs> without UT. ut oh i remember it this. grinds on those tennessee fans I, I, I heard somebody's talking about it the other day
1: so this is a good <laughs> rivalry this is a good one yes it is a great rivalry i will look forward to it hey any big plans this saturday
0: oh i don't know what we got going on i think we're uh probably flag footballing it again yeah. maybe you know Maybe try to get out on the lake for a little
1: bit. Cool. So we'll see. How about you? Well, if you've got a little time, starting Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, the Foot Candle Film Festival oh, that's in right. Acre, North Carolina, it kicks into gear September 23rd through the 25th at the Drendel Auditorium on the Salt Block. I'm actually printing the program for it right now, and I saw the lineup of films. There's a group of films and some short films. It looks incredible. There's actually a speaker who created one of the films coming to Hickory to speak at Little on Thursday night, and then he'll be at the Foot Candle Film Festival oh, wow. Friday. That's awesome. So it's going to be really, really cool. I'm going to try to make it over, I think, Friday night, and I've got to go out a little bit out of town on Saturday, some soccer action. But uh, anyway, if you guys can make it, Foot Candle Film Festival festival 23rd through the 25th adrenal auditorium buy your tickets now you can check them out on com for more information and to buy your tickets hank good luck this week i
0: appreciate it hey i I know that there there was one other thing that's going on this weekend that my wife is actually going to that would have been awesome and we should have we we should really look into this there's a 90s concert coming to charlotte right salt and pepper
1: vanilla ice i saw yeah vanilla ice all gonna be there so reagan
0: is going to it that's fantastic i
1: think color me bad
0: oh (laughs) gosh i wanna sex you up oh my gosh that's gonna be a great concert
1: oh oh i I, two other i think rob bass did you mention rob bass i didn't say rob bass and young mc young mc (laughs) because i saw the lineup yesterday and you're right i can't believe we're not going to that but anyway i'm sure ray ray and then we'll have a i'm sure they'll have a great time all right buddy so until next week Peace.
0: You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community.